Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. Hi. Thanks for joining me today. We are going to talk about what might seem like an unusual topic. Many of our children who are no longer here had a pet when they died, and quite often it becomes our pet. But that animal is more than just a pet to us, isn't it? That little animal helps us feel like we are still attached to our child, and it can be agony when that pet dies. There are other of us perivers whose child did not have a pet, and neither did we. But getting a dog or a cat or whatever else felt needed in our lives, to have something to care for that needed us and gave us a reason for getting up each day. And many of those pets have become literal emotional support animals for us. My daughter Becca had a Sheltie named Coda when she died. Her husband got rid of him within a few weeks, which was painful for her daughter, and it hurt our family as well. It felt like he was trying hard to erase the memory of our daughter because he also moved out of the house they had been renting within a couple of months. Our daughter, Becca, loved Shelties. They're also known as miniature collies. She had her own from the time she was only three years old, and we named her Ness which is the Hebrew word for miracle. She was a thoroughbred and had to have a full name, and her name was Adonai Neskidol, which means the Lord's great miracle. Now, this puppy was bought for Becca by both of her grandpas when she was diagnosed with cancer at age three. So I had a child with a freshly amputated leg going through chemo an hour away from her house, I also had a literal newborn baby who was born the day after Becca got out of the hospital from her first treatment, and we had a new puppy all at the same time. That was crazy. Now, this dog, Ness, lived until Becca was around 17 years old. Quite a while back, I asked on our Facebook page for you to share your stories with me about your children's pets, and I want to share some of those stories with you. Here's one, says, My darling daughter's little Shih Tzu, Pepper, whom she called her therapy dog, died only two and a half months after she and her girls were murdered. He had not been sick at all, and I will always believe he died of a broken heart. He wandered around all that time and never stopped searching for them. He was our last and only connection to her. Here's another one. Sadie is a lab beagle mix that my parents adopted in 2005, I think when my son Luke was just one. She kept my dad company after my mom died in 2014, and then she became Luke's dog when my dad died in 2016. Little did I know that Luke would be next in 2019 after being diagnosed with leukemia. We still have and enjoy Sadie. She's almost 17 now and likes going on trips with us, anything riding in the car, even to the grocery store. She is turning gray now. Here's another one. My daughter Carissa was the victim of a murder-suicide. Her loving dog Capone was discovered with the deceased bodies. 
When he arrived in Oregon, after a very long trip on the plane from Florida, he remembered me. Our dog Rogue and him were inseparable. He was with us for a few months before he died of a broken heart. I am grateful for the time we had with him, and he's buried in our backyard. And another one. My son's wife bought him this beautiful German shepherd he named Sarge. After my son passed away and his wife got a new house, she didn't have room for Sarge, so my husband and I inherited him. He is definitely a treasure that reminds us of Nolan. Here's one that's cute. My son John had a pet hedgehog named Prickles. Isn't that cute? Revy was our daughter's faithful dog. If you say Hope's name to him, he still runs to the door and whines for her. He has been our comfort through our journey. And here's the last one I'm going to read. Last August, we lost our 15-year-old Acacia and 17-year-old Sophie. Sophie owned Claudia, her pink fish, which we still have, and Acacia had her new pup, Coda, which was bought one month prior to their accident. Without her knowing it, Coda has become my therapy dog. I know many of you could add your own story to these, and I think it's good to hear from others who have similar thoughts and feelings about these pets that belonged to our children. As you have heard, and many of you listening have experienced, pets have the power to help heal from emotional or physical pain, and this is being acknowledged more and more by doctors and therapists, and even the Mayo Clinic says that pet therapy or animal-assisted therapy is a growing field that uses dogs or other animals to help people recover and cope better with health problems and mind-mental problems that we're having too. I found a good article on this topic on a website called goodtherapy.org, and rather than rewriting it in my own words, I thought I would just read parts of it to you. Pets can offer an unmatched level of support to trauma survivors attempting to cope with the emotional aftermath of a traumatic event. A beloved and trusted pet can act as a lifeline when the person they live with experiences post-traumatic stress or PTSD or is otherwise emotionally distressed. Pets known to offer support through the roller coaster journey to heal from emotional trauma may be referred to as emotional support animals. Emotional support animals differ from working service animals in that the latter are trained rigorously for the purpose of helping people with particular individualized needs. Our pets, on the other hand, do not need to be trained to provide natural healing. By simply playing with or cuddling our pets, we can benefit from the calming, soothing effect of their company. Even without training, our pets can help us cope with symptoms of anxiety and depression or fear and the handful of other tough emotions likely to follow a traumatic experience by being present as loving friends and offering support and connection through simple companionship. One way animals can provide emotional support is by helping increase oxytocin levels. Oxytocin is beneficial because it slows the heart rate, it lowers blood pressure, and helps prevent stress hormone production. So increased levels of this hormone in the body can help people feel calmer and more at peace. This chemical alone can help us battle the negative emotions and mental health effects often experienced following trauma, and scientific observation supports an increase of the release of this so-called 
happiness chemical as a result of animal interaction. Pets can also help us learn to let go of feelings of anger and resentment. These emotions are experienced by many who have faced trauma, and they can be some of the most challenging to expunge in its aftermath. Releasing these emotions, though, can have a lasting positive impact on mental health, and many individuals work with mental health professionals to reach a place where they are able to let these and other related feelings go. Pets do not hold on to these emotions, and the support of animal companions may allow people to shake off anger and resentment more easily. You know, Dave and I, we do travel and we speak at different places, and I have been a workshop speaker at the Bereaved Parents USA yearly conference for several years, and one of the things that they do, they bring in these golden labs who are very calm And these labs are actually emotional support animals that I believe it's through a a Lutheran organization. And they have, they take these dogs everywhere for, you know, to hospitals and places like where bereaved parents are. And it's, it's incredible how just uh, someone will just give these dogs a hug or just hold on to them. And these dogs will just, there's just such a comfort in them. It's really a neat thing that they have these dogs available. I want to share a short list of maybe some more ways pets can help us with our grief as bereavers, as parents who have been bereaved of a child. Pets can pull us out of that autopilot zone that we find ourselves in a lot after our child dies. Pets don't stay stuck in the past and what could have happened or worry about what the future holds. Pets live in the moment, which can be very helpful for us. Pets help us with self-care. A hungry pet needs to eat, right? A pet who needs to go out needs to go out. When pets are tired, they sleep. Taking care of their needs helps us take care of our own physical and mental health so that we can better address our own needs. Taking care of our pets can help us get started with our own self-care process, such as needing to walk a dog might help a perivert get up in the morning. Pets accept us as we are. They love us unconditionally and accept us without question. Pets don't tell us we shouldn't be sad or that we just need to get past missing our child so deeply. They're just there for us, right? You know, we acquired a cat a couple of years ago in our Hope Mobile, our motor home that we live in full time. Our daughter Kim had a couple of cats and she moved and she could only take one cat with her. And there was a cat that she had gotten years ago after her sister died. We were with her. We went to the Humane Society and and it was a rescue cat and she just is just a very special kitty. And so she kept the other cat and we ended up taking this rescue cat. Her name is Savannah. She has just been wonderful to have with us. She's so entertaining. She's so playful. She cuddles, she purrs, and it has just been, I don't know, it's just been a joy and something, just another something that I feel like has just brought joy back into my life again, to have this little cat running around here with us and traveling with us and just the funny things she does. And when she gets the zoomies and she'll run from the dashboard of our motorhome and run through the house and jump on the bed in the back room and then run back through again. And uh, she's just been a lot of fun. And it just brings just another 
level of healing and just another level of just pleasure and enjoyment and can make me laugh again. And that's our our little Savannah. I do want to share one more story that was shared on our Facebook page. She says, we are currently walking the heartbreaking road of saying goodbye to Carrie Lee's precious puppy, Malou. It's happened much sooner than we expected, as she was diagnosed six weeks ago with an aggressive terminal oral melanoma. She's only eight, and we had always told her she had to live forever. While we knew that couldn't happen, we expected to have her here for at least a few more years. It has opened up so many barely healed wounds and has been so triggering for myself, my husband, and our remaining daughter. Our daughter died from an infection following a lung transplant. Carrie was conscious and cognizant right up until the last moments and farewelled each of us individually with her dying breaths. Her last words to Peter, which was Carrie's dad, were, look after my baby Malou for me. And he took that very seriously. Malou became Peter's best friend and therapy dog. They did everything together. It's going to be so hard for him. He can't really speak about it. What surprised me more was how deeply it has affected our other daughter. Last week, her husband rang me up, very concerned about her. I could hear my daughter sobbing loudly in the background, but she was too upset to even speak to me. The next day, she told me that Malou's imminent death had triggered so much deep grief about her sister Carrie that she was inconsolable for several days. I, too, am devastated by this coming loss. I've shed so many tears and experienced deep anticipatory grief. Losing our last living link to our daughter is so very traumatic. One thing which is helping me, as it did with Carrie, is the hope of heaven. Reading Randy Alcorn's book titled Heaven was my turning point back to God after Carrie died when I thought God should have healed her. Randy is a dog lover and has discussed the topic of pets in heaven. As he points out, there will definitely be animals on the new earth. The Bible makes that clear. The whole of creation will be redeemed, not just mankind. Randy says something like, wouldn't it be just like our merciful and loving God if some of those animals were beloved pets from this earthly life? Please don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that all pets go to heaven or cross the rainbow bridge or however people like to phrase it, but I don't think the scriptures definitely say that some pets might not go to heaven. So for now, until I'm proven wrong, I'm choosing to believe that Malou may well go off to see her beloved Carrie again. I tell Malou that. Perhaps they'll have lots of wonderful time together, which they didn't really get to have on earth. I love to picture them running through the fields together, swimming in the ocean together, sitting watching sunsets together, Carrie and Malou together again. Isn't that an awesome thought? Now, the reason I wanted to end with this one that a mom shared is because I think that's an important piece to talk about. There are those who have been to heaven, you know, in, in, a, in a dying experience or, you know, something similar, who say that they saw their beloved pets. And one person I have read about even said God told her that if a pet was loved here on earth, God takes them to heaven so they can be reunited. Now, I know that might be a bit much for some of you listening. And like this mom said, there's nothing in the Bible to support that. But as it was pointed out, 
We know through our animals in heaven. We know God is love itself, right? So is it too much to think that maybe he will have the animals that we loved here on earth there waiting for us? And if that isn't the case, I think that we're going to be so glad to be with our kids again and be in heaven with the Lord that it probably won't matter much. I hope this talk on pets and our kids was something that was interesting to you. I haven't mentioned this in a while, but I want to remind you about an awesome opportunity. We have the blessing of being part of what is called the Grief Cruise. This is a chance to hang out with others who get it in an environment of being totally taken care of and pampered. It's a seven-night Eastern Caribbean cruise with Royal Caribbean, leaving from Port Canaveral on one of their newest ships, Wonder of the Seas, and it will be in October of 2023, so it's well over a year away. There's a $500 deposit, which is refundable if it's canceled by July 1st of 2023, So you put that deposit down and you can get it back if for some reason you can't go up until just a few months before the actual cruise, which is great. Royal Caribbean is also now offering what they're calling a flex pay. It's no interest or fee payments as you pay it off, which is a big plus to help you pay it off if you can do it just a little each month. And right now they're also giving an extra $50 onboard credit for booking early. Now, this is a cruise for any loss of any kind, no matter how long or how recent it's been. And the seminar, oh, let me just say, we were talking about pets, but I don't think it's for the loss of a pet, okay? It's for the loss of a person that you love and miss. The seminar will be held on the days we're at sea, and GPS Hope will have our own workshops just for those who have lost a child. It is a wonderful time, and I highly recommend it. You have to admit, it doesn't hurt to at least find out more by going to gpshope.org cruise. And on that page, you will also get to see a video of the last grief cruise, which was this past December, and it'll give you a little bit better idea of what it would be like for you to go with us on the next one. Dave and I would love to meet you and spend time with you. And what a great way to do that. So go to gpshope.org cruise, or you can click on the link that will be in the show notes. Let's go on to this week's birthdays. Lucas Christofferson was born on June 28th and is forever 19. Dominic Cardenas was born on June 28th and is forever 24. We know how important our children's birthday will always be to us, and I personally know this day is important to these two families, and we celebrate with them the day their sons came into the world. If you would like to have your child's birthday shared with the other listeners, I would love to do that. Just go to gpshope.org birthdays. Fill up the short form with the needed information, including how to pronounce their first or last name if it's often said wrong, because I do want to say it correctly, and just submit the information. Then the week of his or her birthday, I will announce it with the others. 
I would love to hear from you, either about your child's pet or maybe a pet that you got after your child died. We didn't really talk about that a whole lot, but I know there are quite a few of you that I have personally met, and you have gotten a pet since your child died. And, you know, just like us having Savannah, it has just been really good for you to have that pet. And I would like to hear about it. There is a place for comments under this podcast directly on our GPS Hope website. So if you go to gpshope.org slash podcast slash 165, the number is 165, you can put your comment there and tell me about your pet or your child's pet, or you can just go to our website and do a search pets after child loss. And I will also put a link, this sounds strange, but so many of you listen to this on other listening apps, but I'll put a link to this podcast on the GPS Hope website in the show notes. You can click on that link and it will take you to this podcast episode where you can scroll down and write your comments and let me know about your pets or your child's pet. For those of you who have dealt with losing your child's pet, I am very sorry. I know it is very painful feeling like another part of your child has died, and my heart goes out to you. Maybe some of you have thought about getting a pet, but you just weren't sure if it would be worth the work, or maybe you thought, I might not have enough energy. I hope listening to this episode has helped you decide one way or the other, but I think it's pretty obvious how beneficial it can be in many ways. Wherever you are in your grief journey and pets, whether you have one or not, as always, I want to remind you to hold on. Pain eases. There is hope.